But are you ready for God's word for today? Now listen, today's message is a very simple message. I just want to share my heart with you. I have no written message and it's not a big teaching. And this morning I'm going to talk to you about revival. Because all that is in my heart is revival. And I believe God is going to send revival very soon. I believe 2018 is a year where the seeds of revival are sprouting. And I think 1920, slowly there's going to be the revival spreading everywhere. But the revival will first start in our hearts. Ever since we gave our life to Jesus, Madhu and I, and we got filled with the Holy Spirit, all we have seen is revival. We have stayed in revival. We have experienced revival right from my childhood days. And for 25 years in my ministry, I've seen revival in so many places. If not long-term revival, short, short revival in different pockets of India. And if there is anything that's burning in my heart, that is Lord sent revival again. So I'm going to talk to you little about revival. And then if the Lord leads, we'll wait upon God for some time. Let God touch us. Let God revive us. People ask me, what is revival, brother? In one line, I will tell you, it is God coming down. It's the visitation of God. God coming and meeting his people. God touching his people. God awakening his people. Waking up his people. It's like God shaking his people. <laughs> when God comes, the whole place turns upside down. All human order will disappear. God takes over. It's a beautiful experience. How many have the desire to see God coming in our midst? Everybody. Some of us have experienced what it is when God comes. Okay, to a small degree. Some of us have not experienced. But we all desire that God will come to us. So revival is nothing but God coming to us. Then second thing, brother, when will revival come? Revival will come only when God sends it. Revival cannot be manufactured. Revival cannot be earned. God has to send it. But then the third thing, there's a part on our side also that we need to do. There's something that we are also supposed to do as a church to expect revival. There's no doubt that it comes, revival comes when God sends. But on the other hand, there's some kind of preparation also for God's people. Not for the heathens, not for the sinners, but for God's people. So I'm going to quickly keep before you four things that are needed for revival. I'm not going to preach long. Four things that are needed for revival. And I want every one of you to pay close attention because any moment you can expect God to touch you. You can expect a personal revival. You can expect a personal visitation. Who knows today God may visit us. Who knows today this little service may turn into great revival. Who knows this may be the beginning of birthing of great revival that is about to come. Who knows some of you may have visions of God, visions of heaven. Don't limit God. God can do anything. And it doesn't depend on your perfection, on your righteousness or my righteousness. No, it's pure mercy of God. Visitation of God is mercy of God. Revival is mercy visitation. That's it. So get ready, especially the young boys, young girls. Expect God to touch you any time during this service. 
So four things that are needed for revival. Point number one, our hearts must be right with God. Our heart must be right with God. All the time, strive for one thing, that you are right with God. Right with God. Oh, brother, but sometimes I make mistakes. Sometimes I fall in sin. Sometimes failure. Well, if you fail, quickly get up, repent, turn to the Lord, get right with God again. One of the most beautiful things in the life of David was, David was quick to repent. What is the meaning of repent? Repent means turn, turn to God. What is the meaning of repent? Repent means change your thinking. Change your thinking. Turn in your mind, turn to God. So every time you fall, quickly turn to God. Don't keep lying there. In the natural, when you fall down, you get up quickly, you know, so quick that, oh, nobody has seen you. Children, when they fall down, they keep crying, crying, oh, Papa, come and lift me up, Mommy. Till Papa comes, Mommy comes, they keep lying, sometimes acting. Then you have to come and carry them, pamper them a little. But what about big children? When they fall, they get up so quickly as if nobody has watched them. They don't want anybody to notice. So spiritually also, when you fall down, why do you lie there for a long time? <laughs> it is so embarrassing. <laughs> get up quickly, repent, turn to God. I always felt when our hearts are right with God, we are the happiest people. But when our hearts are not right with God, we are not happy at all. We may have all other blessings, but we'll be the saddest people. How many of you agree with this? Yes. When our hearts are right with God, we are the happiest people. Even we don't have blessings, we are so happy. But when our hearts are not right with God, we are the saddest people. We are the saddest people. If there is one thing, young boys and young girls, you should go after is all the time, see that your heart is right with God. All the time, get connected with God. When the connection breaks, again reconnect. Get into the habit of unable to live without God. I can't survive if I'm not connected with Him. Don't stay disconnected even for a fraction of a second. All the time, be one with God. Be one with God. Right with God. Right with God. The second thing, right with people. You cannot be right with God and wrong with people. How can you love God whom you can't see when you can't love a person whom you can see? The first great commandment is love God with all your heart. The second great commandment is love your neighbor, love one another. Jesus said the new commandment as I have loved you. You cannot be right with God without being right with one another. Husband and wife, parents and children, siblings, church people, friends, in your working place, you got to be right with one another. If you are not right with one another, you are not right with God. If you don't forgive others, how can God forgive you? Husband and wife, see that you are right with one another. Or your prayers will be hindered, your prayers will not be answered. Love one another, forgive one another. Be quick to forgive, forget don't keep anything in your heart. Oh, 20 years back you told me like this, yesterday you told me this, this morning. Don't keep nagging. There is only one life, it will soon be past. Get rid of all these things. Oh, let's stop talking the same thing. Let's forget it, come on, let's get together. It looks like I'm speaking to somebody. Get right with God. 
get right with one another don't allow anything to come between you and the others lift up your hands say this after me loudly right with god right with people right with god right with one another yes. though it may cost you yes it will cost you to stay right with each other but god commands blessings there do you know what is the first word that jesus spoke when he rose up from the dead resurrection the first word that jesus spoke when he rose up from the dead is peace be unto you and then he spoke to his disciples and then again he said peace be unto you so two times he said peace be unto you so between one peace be unto you second peace be unto you what did jesus do see that's how you must read your bible what did jesus do between two peace be unto you yes he showed them his wounds this is come see my wounds he showed them his wounds that means between two peace be unto you there are wounds there are wounds you have to bear you have to bear those wounds heart will be broken heart will be cut take up your cross and walk jesus showed his wounds if you want to maintain peace you must be ready to suffer wounds to bear wounds to bear to sacrifice you want to maintain peace yes. then be willing to be crucified be willing to have wounds husband and wife be willing one person has to sacrifice one person has to yield <laughs> i will ask you this way i don't know whether i asked this maybe long back between husband and wives if there is problem who takes the initiative to set it right okay husband or wife let me see husbands very good because that's the bible pattern because there was problem between us and god between god and us who took the initiative to come and set it right god took the initiative the senior will take the initiative he has to humble god took the initiative came down and set right the relationship you men who say i am the man he man boss then you will be the first person to bow down to take the initiative and set right things if you are not taking the initiative to set right if your wife is taking the initiative to set right then she is the boss she is the he man okay or she woman always husbands you take the initiative to set things right that is christ like you be willing to suffer you be willing to love i'll tell you love your wife so much that because of that love she will respect you bible says husbands love your wives wives submit yourself respect your husband yes when husband loves his wife then automatically wife will submit will respect this was not in my message i'm talking about revival but looks like god is going to send revival in families god is going to send revival between husband and wives because our relationship has to be revived in many many couples i feel many marriages relationship has to be revived because first revival must come in our hearts next revival will come in our house next revival will come in our church then revival will come all over the world you remember the bible says how pleasant it is for us to dwell together in unity for brethren to dwell together in unity it is like the anointing oil that was poured on aaron's head Aaron was a high priest and they poured the anointing oil upon him 
So Bible says it is like that. The anointing will come from the head. And then it says to the beard. <laughs> I was reading, I said, why is it mentioned beard? Simply they should have said the anointing flows from his head to the toe. But it is mentioned beard. Beard talks about maturity. So the body of Christ has grown. It's matured. And when the anointing comes, the anointing flows from the head to the foot. Do you know they would pour at least five liters of oil on the high priest? Now imagine if we call you here and make you stand here and pour five liters of oil on you. Tell me what will happen. How about your hairstyle? First tell me. What about your face? Five liters of oil. What about your dress? Come on, answer me. All that nice dress. You get ready, come Sunday morning. What happens to the dress? Tell me now, after pouring that five liters of oil on you, how will you walk and go back to your seat? You can't even move your hands. What am I trying to say? I'm saying it will be so uncomfortable to you. You'll be full of discomfort. And the Bible says how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like that anointing oil. It is like pouring five liters of oil on you. Okay, now you're understanding. If you're willing to go through all the discomfort, all the uncomfort, because you want to maintain unity, then the anointing will come upon you. It's so easy to pray, Lord, give me anointing, give me anointing. But are you right with one another? Do you love to maintain unity in your life, in your family, in your home, in your church? Come lift up your hands once again. Right with God. Right with one another. And now clap your hands. Praise the Lord. The third thing quickly. What brings revival is prayer. Prayer. Without prayer, there is no revival. Every revival is birthed by prayer. Is birthed in prayer. There are people who pray, pray, and pray. That's why the church has to be praying church. You got to pray, you got to pray, you got to pray. I sense many, many churches, they only talk about money. They are into money, money, money. Jesus said, no man can serve two masters. You love the one, you will hate the other. You will serve the one, be devoted to one, you will despise the other. I've seen many people, they preach well, but it ends with money. It's not about money, money talk. No. We need to become praying church, praying church. Years back, hardly they would talk about money in church, but they'd all talk about prayer. People would be praying all the time, praying, praying. These days, no prayer, only planning, planning. No prayer, only project. We should be praying people. Become a person of prayer. If I desire anything as your pastor, I desire that everyone in our congregation will be a praying man, a praying woman. Young people will be praying people. From the time I gave my life to Jesus, God gave me that grace to pray, pray. I wanted to be a man of prayer. Spending hours together in prayer, days in prayer. I'd be looking forward, when will I get free time? Oh, 10 days I'm not traveling, 10 days I'm going to pray. Spend time in prayer. The moment you get time, pray. Pray. Nobody has time. You have to make time. You have to take out time and pray. If you can just be wise enough 
to take out time from the time you spend on WhatsApp. You'll get some good time to pray. Is that right? Yes. Thank God for technology, but don't allow technology to control you. I encourage all our young people. I know you have Bibles in your cell phone. You read Bibles in cell phone, but I encourage you, bring this Bible to the church. Make habit to read from this Bible, from your own Bible, not technology Bible. Thank God, okay, emergency, you can use that, you can use to refer, but train yourself to read from the book. Mark there with pen, make notes, bring book Bible. Can somebody say amen? Can you say yes, sir? Ah, we got to learn. If you can even train yourself half an hour every day to read Bible on your knees, Read Bible on your knees. When I gave my life to Jesus Christ, I would read Bible on my knees every day for four hours. Four hours on my knees, I would read Bible. And then till my heart surgery, afterwards I stopped. But now I started again. I said, no, I'll read at least half an hour on my knees. I'll read my Bible. I heard saints of God say, when I started reading my Bible, the Bible opened up to me. I began to understand as I never understood before. I began to understand in between lines what was said. If God has given you sufficient physical energy, why don't you read your Bible on your knees? Why don't you kneel down for half an hour saying, Lord, help me. Open your word to me, Lord. Let me understand your word, O oh God. Keep the Bible on the bed or on the chair. Kneel down beside. And one chapter at least, two chapters. Especially young people, if God has given you health and strength, give your strength of your young age to the Lord. Read Bible on your knees. See what God will do. See what will happen to you. Become people of prayer. Praying people. Not just for yourself all the time. Pray God. Send revival. God. Have mercy on this world. God. People are perishing. You know why people don't pray for others these days? Why people don't pray for revival? Why people don't pray God pour out your spirit? Because they don't have burden in their hearts. They don't have burden in their hearts. We are living in a very selfish world. Everything is about me, I, my, 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 my family, my job, my work, my finance, my ministry. There is no burden for others. Listen, we are not praying because we don't have burden for others. Why we don't have burden? Answer is very simple. We don't have hearts of love. We don't have hearts of love. We have stony hearts. We don't have hearts that care for others. These days it is very hard to find preachers, pastors who weep for others. Even weep for people with whom we have nothing to do. Every day I have visitors. People come to my office. Last week was full of visitors, visitors, visitors. From morning till afternoon. So many times I had to go for lunch at 3.30. People pouring in, pouring in. Not our church people. All different people from different parts of India, from Bangalore, from different churches. Pastors, leaders. Brother, brother. May I weep for them, weep for them. They have nothing to do with me. Once one pastor told me, I don't waste my time on other people. I have nothing to do with them. I only care for my church people. 
If they join my church, then I will pray for them. If they join my church, I will pray for them. If they give tithe, then we will pray for them. And last week, all throughout, I have been praying, not for our church people, all with whom I have nothing to do. Some I will not meet them. Do you carry people in your heart? Do you have love for people in your heart? Then you will pray for them. Then you will pray for them. You become a man of prayer. If there is one thing I thought we all will pray, Lord, send revival. Lord, send revival. Send revival in Bangalore. Send revival in our church. Lord, send revival in India, Lord. Have mercy on this nation, Lord. There's so many things going on in this nation. God, have mercy. You spend time in prayer. Ask God to give you the burden. Ask God to give you tears. Become a praying person. How many will agree with us? Okay, these three weeks we'll say, Lord, pour out your spirit. Amen. You know, you don't have to pray anything. Just pray one thing. Lord, pour out your spirit, Lord. Lord, pour out your spirit, Lord. On all the nations of the world, pour out your spirit, Lord. You know, when you start praying those prayers, you become co-worker with God. You partner with God. Your heart and his heart becomes one. I pray even young people will catch this, small children will catch this message today. This leads me to my fourth point. What brings revival? Point number one is right with God. Point number two, right with people. Point number three is prayer, burden, prayer. Pray for people. Love people. Pour your life for them. First in prayer. Make it happen for them. Point number four, very simple, very important. Revival will come when God pours out his spirit. The fourth thing is Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, we are none of his. Without the Holy Spirit, nothing will happen. It's not by might. It's not by power. It is by my spirit, said the Lord. You may belong to any church. You may belong to any denomination. You need the fullness of the Holy Spirit. We need the work of the Holy Spirit. Only Holy Spirit can bring revival. We cannot manufacture revival. In lot of places, there's lot of gimmicks. Lot of tricks and gimmicks goes on. All kinds of things happen. But when God shows up, it is different. And you should have hunger and thirst for that. Now listen to this. I may close any time, but listen to this very carefully. When I was 12 years old, I was playing outside. You heard me telling this. You'll hear me telling this so many times. Because my whole life started with that experience. I was 12 years old. I was playing outside. Gilly Danda. <laughs> I was playing outside with my friends. It was Sunday. We finished our church. We came home. And I was playing outside with my friends. And there was prayer going on in my house. In my house there was, my parents had arranged 72 hours of prayer. Three days chain prayer, day and night. There were around 20 to 25 people praying chain prayer. 72 hours prayer. And when they feel sleepy, anybody feels sleepy, they go sleep. Three, four hours come back, join the prayer. Then again another group goes sleeps, comes back. But the prayer is going on, prayer is going on. And Sunday by 4 o'clock they're supposed to close. And what were they praying for? They're praying, Lord, pour out your spirit. Lord, fill us with your Holy Spirit. Lord, pour out your spirit. That was the prayer. My father was praying. My mother was praying. And everybody joining, praying, going back. 
lunch time somebody will go eat and come then they'll continue pray somebody else will go eat and come but the prayer is going on on sunday 4 o'clock they're supposed to close and i was there 3 o'clock after lunch playing with my friends 3:30 3:45 and these people are about to close suddenly i don't know why till today i wonder why who made me do that it was my turn to play and i was playing and suddenly i threw those instruments i told my friends you all play i will come and i ran into the upper room to the prayer room it was the upper room till now i say what made me do that the mercy of god i left that ran upstairs do you know something we are three sons to our parents and our house had three rooms on the first floor and my room was given to be the prayer room and every time they had my room for prayer i would sleep in my brother's room or sleep somewhere in the house but my room was the prayer room any time meeting it was will be in my room i was the youngest and it was the center room and i ran all the way upstairs and i stood there at the door and they were praying lord pour out your spirit pour out your spirit tell us what you have kept for us whom you have chosen lord to do your work lord and i went there guess what it was like the lord calling me i went there and knelt down in the middle they were all sitting around i went and knelt down in the middle the lord calling me come come as i went and knelt down they were about to close 3 days praying lord pour out your spirit and suddenly god poured his holy spirit what happened the holy spirit fell on this little boy who's 12 years old i sat there and the holy spirit came upon me god filled me with the holy spirit i was 12 years of age i still remember i was speaking in tongues my eyes were closed but i could see i saw visions and i heard a voice take my love to the people teach people about the holy spirit when you teach them about the holy spirit i will pour my holy spirit i saw visions and then breeze began to come as if you stand in front of a blower or fan you see how my shirt was blowing as if you're standing in front of a fan such wind came i began to speak in tongues my parents were surprised everybody was surprised but that day god touched my life god came into my life my life changed then i grew did my 8th standard 9th standard in 10th standard i got connected with all wrong friends i went away from god i went far from god became a street fighter I had nothing to do with god but again god had to bring me back again my mother prayed prayed and prayed for me she wept for me then i came back when i came back i repented i said lord forgive me cleanse me with your precious blood and i got ready to take water baptism and then i went into the water for baptism i was 17 years old on 5th september 1978 i still remember i went into the water to be baptized as i came out of the water two things happened as soon as i came out of the water same holy spirit came upon me once again i began to speak in tongues once again as he came upon me when i was 12 years old he came upon me once again when i was 17 years old but something else happened it began to rain all of a sudden all of a sudden it began to rain and then i came out of the water it was a group of seven people who took baptism that day 
and the pastor who baptized us holy spirit came upon him and he prophesied he said one of these seven will travel all over the world and preach the gospel so everybody went to my elder brother said oh you'll travel all over the world this little boy this little boy <laughs> but i didn't know that god call was on my life it would come on my life within one year's time god's call came in my life on my 18th birthday they dedicated me for full time ministry and from that time i started serving the lord started going to villages started going everywhere preaching the gospel i didn't know much preaching i didn't know much from bible i didn't go to theological college nothing but one thing god would do every time i'd stand and preach the holy spirit will come the holy spirit will come and touch people holy spirit will heal people holy spirit will change people's life my ministry became holy spirit ministry i covered so many villages and everywhere god poured his holy spirit after 2 to 3 years of village ministry then people began to call me to big cities the first meeting i had in the big city big meeting was in bellary God began to pour his spirit and the ministry began to grow ministry began to grow started preaching from five people to 150000 people but what are the size of the crowd one thing was same god would pour his holy spirit i have seen in one meeting 25000 people all 25000 kneeling down all 25000 weeping repenting we went to meghalaya god sent revival in meghalaya went to gujarat God sent revival in Gujarat. Went to Vishakhapatnam. Lot of people from Andhra are here. They know about it. God sent revival in Vishakhapatnam. Went to Rajasthan. Saw the move of God. Revival in Rajasthan. Twenty thousand people giving their lives to Jesus Christ. Went to tribal areas. Saw revival there. Went to Kerala. We saw revival in Kerala. Went to Middle East. Do you know we saw outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the Middle East? Why I am telling all this? for 25 years i saw revivals in so many places then the lord led us to start church and then we started church and then the church building came and then you are all here but why are we talking all these things just for one thing i feel in my heart once again god is going to send revival god is going to pour out his spirit we are going to see the latter rain we saw the former rain we are going to see the latter rain something is happening in my heart once again as i would have that same move as 12 years old child 17 years old i feel once again god is pouring his spirit once again god is moving amen god is going to pour his spirit i don't know about you but i am expecting revival i pray that your hearts will hunger for revival you'll have such passion for revival such thirst for revival what is revival nothing but god coming to you god coming to you let me close by telling you this when jesus came to the town of nine they were taking that young man his body for burial and jesus raised that young man he was the only child of the widow then after jesus raised that young man everybody said a great prophet is risen among us god has visited his people god has visited his people how many of us want god to visit us today i have decided to ask god and keep asking till he comes i know about a church which prayed god come 
God come God come come to us come to us they prayed for 5 years and one fine day God came and when God came revival broke forth and the meeting went on for 5 years for next 5 years there was revival how many of us want God to come to raise of love how many of you want God to come to you oh thank you jesus thank you can you clap your hands and praise the lord glory to jesus it has nothing to do with my church or our church it's nothing to do with anything it's all to do with visitation of god and it's based on mercy pure mercy so i encourage you this coming 3 weeks we will seek god for mercy amen thank you lord thank you jesus